Welcome back to 709 Meridian, an audio commentary podcast. We are your hosts, he and Andrew. Hello. And we're back with our season of Titans, the DC superhero television adaptation of the Titans comics. Um, we're now at episode six, Jason Todd. Uh, I, I, I ball handle this episode a lot <laughs> because... To me, it's probably the best episode in this series and probably one of the best, I don't know, adaptations of the Batman universe committed to film. I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying for this, <laughs> it's pretty good. you got some pretty good storytelling here in this episode where we uh, we meet Jason Todd, who's Batman's new partner, Robin, who meets Dick Grayson, who's still wearing the Robin costume. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It's it's pretty exciting, and we'll 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 just talk as we go along here because that's what people do when they commentate. And before we start, I will. Uh, last week, I said, as we are looking now at the seven hundred nine Meridian uh, Tumblr address on screen, no doubt, I said I would explain how I make the wallpaper slash images we are seeing. They are based on the. You take the episode number of New Teen Titans, or issue number, Mm. or episode number and issue number, and we're not going to run out of New Teen Titans covers. You take that cover, you take out all the text, you change the aspect ratio to match the aspect ratio of Titans. Then I would go through our little uh, watch-along of Titans, and I'd go through those frames, and something picks out the most artistic frames. And then I mix those in mid-journey to create these uh, these wallpapers. So that is the bullshit you are looking at right now. Um, so there you go. And you can download a wallpaper pack on the Tumblr because I don't know why. Because we needed to have a Tumblr. And so this will make me do something with it. Or I didn't. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, and it's fun. It is very fun to see the wacky shit that turns out when you mix a George Perez cover with a still. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? I think so. All right. Starting in three, two, one, play. Oh, and we have a 47-minute episode this time, one of our longer Longer episodes. One thing about Titans and the other DCU slash HBO Max slash Max shows or DC Universe um, shows is they dropped on a weekly schedule. They did not drop these all at once. So you couldn't binge these. So there was a control to how the rollout and... Because I don't think they knew that Jason Todd was going to show up, right? Like, or did they? Was that always in the cards? I don't know if it was always in their plan. But, because this first season was kind of wonky as far as what they did. Because like I say, they... uh... Dick Grayson was supposed to make the transition to Nightwing by the end of season one. And we don't get that roughly till the end of season two. (laughs) 
And now, since this is TV, these guys have to wear actual capes, whereas yeah. in the movies, they they CGI that in. <laughs> and have been doing that since 1995, apparently. Oh, wow, we're just... Uh... Yeah. Okay. So the parents weren't really alive. They had to watch the original Batman show in reruns. <laughs> this has a lot of Robin lore. A lot of Dick Grayson. Oh shit, that dude's on uh Dude with the Flower, that dude's on Witcher. Mm. Oh, it's the circus people. Yeah. And this is probably the most attention Dick Grayson's origins gotten in live action. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, besides this, it's just Chris O'Donnell, right? Yeah, it's the Chris O'Donnell one. Where you didn't even see the funeral. And his his dead brother (laughs) that he never had. Yeah, I mean, Dick Grayson didn't even really get an origin in the comics. It took, like, when they started doing updated origins, they kept redoing Batmans until post-crisis, and then Superman. Yeah, it was always, it was always Batman and Superman who got, it, uh, I would say, Flash and Green Lantern. They're the ones who got the solid origins till crisis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Till after crisis. But then you'd get, like, Batman Year 3 was a.k.a. Robin Year 1. Yeah. But that was weird because it was mixed in with uh, Tim Scott. Is that his name? John, what's his name? Mm, yeah. Uh, coming into it, yeah. And so it was tied into that. Um, so it had to share space. And then you had, um, you eventually had a Robin year one. But like, I don't know if they ever did, if they ever got around to like a Nightwing year one. They did Nightwing year one in his book. Okay. It was like the four or five part sub series. And uh, that's the one where he's he's tired of dividing his time between the Titans and Batman. And that's the one where Batman's a dick and just fires him straight out. Even though he had just made him a new costume, which is the Earth 2 Robin costume. Mm-hmm. That's when he goes strikes off on his own. 
I've always wanted to reread the Nightwing book, but I don't know how well it would hold up. <laughs> the writing is good. I wasn't crazy about some of the art. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if I can read Scott McDaniel at my age. Yeah. Like, I, I wish they'd have got, like, Phil Jimenez or somebody. <laughs> you know? Well, eventually it's Greg Land or somebody like that. And it's like, yeah, that's the tracer, <laughs> but it's before he was just the tracer. Yeah. Yeah. He's not bad. <laughs> so in the comics, um, the first Jason Todd, the pre-crisis Jason Todd, was another... Yeah. Um, it was just another Dick Grayson. He was, to the point that he was, you know, he was an acrobat in the circus or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a different circus, and Killer Croc killed his parents. And yeah. then there was this lengthy thing to him becoming Robin. And I mean, like, lengthy as in two years of comics or something. Like, he was a regular supporting cast member, but he was not the new Robin. No. Like, I don't even think... He costumed up maybe twice. And he was blonde in one of the appearances. And I that was, like, a big thing, because, like, I, as a kid, I read some Batman, but, like, I was not buying it on a bi-monthly basis, right? So, Uh you know, years later, I got Detective 400, which is a great issue. And it had a blonde-haired Robin in it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's Earth 1 Jason Todd. But then Earth 2 Jason Todd is a um, streetwise orphan who is taking the wheels off of Bruce Wayne's car. And Bruce Wayne... Oh, post-crisis, yeah. Post-crisis, yes, I'm sorry, post-crisis. And Bruce Wayne adopts him and trains him to be Robin. And very soon after, he is uh, killed. Um, yeah. Because readers found him obnoxious. <laughs> and then he came back as the Red Hood, thanks to Judd Winnick. And it has proven unrewarding ever since. Yeah, he's kind of a, you know, he's 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 now an anti-hero. Yeah, he's now their Deadpool, right? Like, initially they brought him back. He was a villain. He had a very short run as, I think, what the flamingo or something. I think that was supposed to be Jason, and he he had stopped dyeing his hair because that's why his hair went dark. They claimed that. Bruce was making him dye his hair for Robin continuity or some shit. <laughs> so uh, he, he did a stint as the Flamingo and then somehow he ended up as Red Hood. Anti-hero Red Hood. Because then he struck out after um Tim and Dick individually when he first came back. Mm-hmm. There was an issue with Titans where uh, he fights Tim and 
for a while he was wearing a Nightwing costume. But here we have Curran Walters, live action Jason Todd for the first time, and he kills it. He's got the look. He, you know, he he brings some life to this shit. Mm -hmm. I really like this version. I mean, maybe it's because it's the first time they do them, but note, he's wearing a yellow hoodie. He's very excited to be Robin. Mm -hmm. Oh, also... We learned that Dick has been locked out of the, this uh, Bruce Wayne safe house. So he needs Tim or Jason to get in. <laughs> yeah this gets into the whole like what the actuality of you know how Bruce Wayne would have damaged these people yeah <laughs> like Jason here just he's for the thrill of it and he gets to go whoop ass with Batman <laughs> oh yeah he also told Dick that Batman put tracers on all of them and Dick is just now privy to it Just think of all the times Batman could have helped before then in the show. Right. Like, Dove's in a coma because of Batman when you think about it. Right, Batman wouldn't swoop the fuck in. <laughs> oh, uh, I got a phone call. Ooh, it's Corey. Uh, but, what you call it, um... Which we'll soon discover with uh, the introduction of Wonder Girl. The Justice League does exist. Mm. So. That's a different wow. outfit than she was wearing before. Yep.
I'm gonna watch that nanny movie she's in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Well, she's she's really good. Bruce Wayne put a teeny little thing in me. <laughs> so this is what you get when you don't have an Alfred where it's just Bruce. So Alfred, but he mentioned Alfred in the pilot, right? Mm-hmm. But Alfred is not a character. No. Alfred's ex- gone. <laughs> Which, you know, if not for that other other show being on right this they probably would have elevated this a little better alfred had to go into the past to uh fight world war ii <laughs> quantum leap to the past to his own life in, with in in himself his in, his own, in yeah. his own lifetime <laughs> i don't know man who are these people we haven't seen the pictures no watch Oh. See? Jesus, somebody's killing is fucking true? Yeah. <laughs> now, in the remake, or in post-crisis, Jason Todd, his big villain was Two-Face, right? Wasn't Two-Face responsible for his parents' death or something? For his father's death? Uh. Or no? That was on the cartoon. Oh, okay. And then at that point, it was Tim on the cartoon. And then it was also Two-Face in the movie with Dick, with Chris yeah, O'Donnell. With, with, yeah, with Chris O'Donnell. And then in the comics... Did Dick... Did Jason Todd even have a supervillain origin involved origin? Other than the pre-crisis killer the croc. The pre-crisis, yeah. But maybe post-crisis he didn't. No, because um, his mother was alive. Yeah. And I don't think they said anything about his father. Other than being dead or something. Mm-hmm. We can swear on DC Universe, guys. Right. This, of course, is of the era where uh, DC also wanted to toughen up its image, so it released um, 
DC Black Label comics, um, including a <laughs> comic uh, where you saw Bruce Wayne's what Bruce Wayne's Ew. Wang, um, which yeah. my friend does have a copy of. They edited it out. I think they edited it between the preview because they never released it online, and then the um, the reprint went out there. But yes, DC went too far. Yeah, that's very, very, as they say, inappropriate. (laughs) Like, one of the reasons why I bought Titans comics, hands down, might have been the way they drew Starfire, but... (laughs) I never really desired to see her butt naked, you know, her genitals and all that. <laughs> you saw enough, you know. Right. It's not, not enough of her fire star and the Wonder cheesecake Girl. is yeah. yeah. Hey guys, we're the Titans. <laughs> Is he old enough to drink that beer? No. <laughs> they never really make it clear exactly how old Jason is, but he's under okay. 21. So he's anywhere between 16 and 19, I guess. Oh, my God. The disco outfit is amazing. Look at the shit. Like, I love the way it fits her, though. You also notice later on as the show goes along, uh, Lil Raven's clothes are gonna get like black and baggier because. Okay. <laughs> That that little girl went through the change over the course of this series. Not her fault. And now, so Corey still doesn't know much more about herself, right? Right. She's still okay. trying to figure certain things out. I think they give her a spotlight episode. Yeah, where she's got an episode gets... coming up, but I'm just yeah. just making sure. Bruce Wayne Chicago penthouse is fly. It's so bright for Bruce Wayne, though. Yeah. All that glass. (laughs) What if he rages out? Mm -hmm. You know, when the Joker, like, kills a bunch of people. (laughs) That old shower is gone. 
Okay, now is the joke going to be that she does kill this one too, or? Eh. Uh oh, okay, so he's alive. Yeah, he's the last one. So finally, Dick Grayson is finally he's he's kind of catching on to the pattern here. We're going to get some more Robin's backstory. And so the movies, let's see. The closest we've gotten in the DCEU was the costume, a quick shot of the costume. Um, The dead Robin. Of the dead Robin. And then there was a nod to whatever, John Robin Blake in Bat Dark Knight Rises or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which was... You could clearly tell um, somebody at DC, you know, begged them to put, or Warner Brothers begged them to do that scene, or to put that mm-hmm. comment in. This would have been a great alternative to Gotham. <laughs> Oh, you mean the show? Yeah. I forgot about that existing. Look at Dispensary. <laughs> I don't think, was pot legal in? Or is it mm-hmm. just a medical dispensary? Weird. Oh, wait, they didn't film this in Chicago. What no, am I, I saying? Say Chicago. Yeah, I'm sorry. In Vancouver, was pot legal in 2019? <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about Gotham existing. Yeah. A lot of people have Gotham, uh, Krypton. But Gotham was on for four years, wasn't it? Yeah. Waka waka. That is a pretty good Snake Pliskin joke. Pliskin. Yep. (laughs) Not tonight, Snake. Sing! Where is this bar in Chicago? Is anybody dancing to the dance music or not? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a guy bopping there at the bar. There's a guy bopping at the bar. Oh, no, they are not dancing at all. Oh, he's going into the champagne room. this episode shows that a Dick Grayson series could work yeah (laughs) you just need somebody with a little bit more Mm -hmm. 
Dick Grayson charisma. Yep. This right here. Complete total Jason Todd. Right. Right out of the comics. Wait a second. We never tied into the people being tortured at the beginning of last episode, right? That guy who was being tortured? Who was that? Oh, no. No. It's just... Shit that they do, oh, it'll okay. come back around. Right, you'll right. you'll see. I think they cover all that in the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so. This sort of origin detail is from, not from something said after 2002. Like, Mm-mm. these people could have kept in touch. Unless, oh wait, maybe maybe uh, Bruce Wayne stopped the development of social media. Oh, see, they got cells. Mm-hmm. Wayne Tech, no doubt. <laughs> this is Luther Corp. Like, it's finally coming out for the weights here. Mm-hmm. It gets even better, though, with the, uh, I would say, the Donna Troy episode. It's like it's like the Gabriel Jarrett fight scene in Karate Kid Three. <laughs> he broke my nose, man. My phone. I left it on the table. Wait. How did that explosion blow out that glass and not like knock out the lamp or mm-hmm. okay good thing we exchange cell phone numbers
Tom, tom, tom. Okay. Maronis, the Maronis. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So look at this. Look at is that. It, that is a uh, slicker version of the, oh, with the windows from the old show or with the bubbles from the old show, but it is a slick version of the Burton Batmobile. Nice little mix there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, note this was dated two years ago. Mm hmm. But He's still again, they don't make it clear if he was still partnered with Batman or not, but he was in the cave. Mm -hmm. But he'd been on his own for so long. I think they say five years. So he got to use the cave still. Yeah, he still get got, I guess. He had to... cave privileges. Cave privileges. Mm -hmm. Or Alfred let him in. Mm. Before going <laughs> quantum leaping to yeah. the past. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about your mm. dad, punk. See you in hell, Grayson. Uh, that's not sinister. Mm-mm. Okay, now here comes the turning point. Okay. This is pretty much how we learn, you know, why this version of Dick Grayson is so hard. And again, no Batman present. No, but he, he's just why he's got him tracked though, so it's fine. He's he knows where he is. He knows what he's doing at all times. Theoretically, yeah. But this right here. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, I guess Boss Maroni, or where it's the Maroni crime Zuko of the Maroni crime family. They mixed right, up right. there. Yeah. Origin mobsters. Mm. Okay.
Oh, wow. Well. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay. The rage of a robin. <laughs> Raging Robin. Yep. That would be the 1985 miniseries that uh, <laughs> infamously got canceled after two issues or something. How is that guy still alive after taking all those hits? So this can happen. Okay. Oh, so he just lets him fucking die. Yeah, that's Zuko, and Maroney was after him, I guess. Okay. And you see, now... They complete the hit. And Robin just watched. Yeah. And of course, yeah, Batman is nowhere to be seen. He didn't try to stop him. (laughs) He didn't know what was happening. Mm. So this is like also betrays the other problem that... In the modern context, Robin is a really fucking silly. <laughs> like, Nightwing's the cool name, but like, Bruce Wayne is training his elite weapon. <laughs> Robin Redbreast. Well, now they've made Robin a little too competent because. They're not, they don't seem to be planning on doing anything else with Damien, which really sucks because that character sucks. Well, don't you want grown up Stewie Griffin in every comic? <laughs> like, Super Sons could have worked. I just don't like the idea of Bruce and Clark having their own kids like that. Mm. You know, without it being something silly like the original Super Sons. So his face being fucked up is not part of the dad origin? I think the family went to go mess up his face or something. Okay. Before they went to go hit his father. I Yeah.
Yeah, notice how this episode is a little bit better than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually sat down and went through the lore or whatever. Yeah. And well, and it also has like a Like, just the structure. Well, it also isn't a team episode, right? Like, they're only tracking one and a half things at a time, up to, like, two and a half. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, you could definitely do a fucking fight-heavy Nightwing procedural. Like, hell yeah. I mean, this guy doesn't not look vaguely like Charlie Cox either. Like, (laughs) Uh oh. Oh, was not actually expecting that, even though I've seen this episode before. Oh, it's an <laughs> acid bullet, too. It's the Moroni specialty. Did they create Two-Face, do we think? Maybe. Did you? S- <laughs> Did he break his neck? Was that a breaking neck sound effect or just a breaking nose sound effect? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, I think he just busted his nose. Okay, now this part. Oh, wait, this is when Jason Todd just beats the shit out of a bunch of cops, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, oh, hold on, everybody. I just want to sit down. <laughs> yeah. myself, get out the popcorn. Yeah. This part oh. right here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chicago cops, too. Oh. Oh, and they've been oh, wait, in the where news they lately. They've been in the news. Milwaukee. Oh, they've been in the news lately, too. Like. Yeah. Oh, oh that was a chick. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh god. Wait, wait, wait. What? Lights out, bitch. Statistically speaking, every single mm. one of those police officers has killed at least one innocent person of color in their career. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest part of being right. You see that? Oh, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Oh. 
See, this scene here won me over with this kid. Mm-hmm. Watch this. <laughs> He's cold, man. Laid the asses out. Oh, wait, this was from 2019. We were supposed to not uh, think that was cool. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Brooklyn Nine-Nine had had to cancel itself because they were like, oh, shit. Uh. The cops are whack. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just about to drop the Police Academy reboot. Right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta wait another decade, Mahoney. Oh, they could do it with animals, maybe. <laughs> well, that's what, what fucking that's what isn't that Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol? Yeah. <laughs> but no, you do Paw Patrol, but you do it with the police academy. But wait, they did have a uh the cartoon though. Yeah, but the cartoon wasn't aimed at fucking three to seven year olds. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is a fucking movie from 1977 where like I don't know. She's the <laughs> gangster's mall that falls for Yeah, falls for the dude that Yeah. Trying to set you straight. You can't live this life anymore. Billy D. Williams. <laughs> right. It's 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 the mainstream Billy <laughs> D. Williams black anti-hero that we never got. Well, back then it would have been vanity though. <laughs> Not so, well, I mean, she gets in the time machine and changes the setting. <laughs> so she she's born and Does have a Detroit nine thousand look? <laughs> <laughs> no disco nine thousand. Uh, <laughs> that shit is terrible. Hmm. Mm. And that was the Jason Todd episode. Okay, so um, we actually have a bunch more episodes to go for the first season, too, right? Like, they had ten episodes, so we're... Yeah. Yeah, We're just a little over halfway. This one very much feels like they were like, hang on, this is what we can do if we... Just give us a second, like... (laughs) 
Yeah. We know we have somebody in the writer's room. You know, it's not a <laughs> it's not a room full of monkeys at a type. <laughs> We're gonna be okay. We just need a second to make this shit like time this shit right. Oh. <sighs> Like I say, though, uh, the, to me, this is the best episode of the season, if not the series, other than any of the episodes that Donna Troy appears in. <laughs> Which is coming up, right? She's yeah, the next she's, episode she's coming or the next up. after, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, she elevates the show a bit. And it's not just because I don't think it's because it's like the first time they did a live action Donna Troy, but it's the actress, too. Wait a second. Who was Wonder Girl in the show? Wonder Girl on the show was Drusilla. And that's right. I forgot. They never gave her a, a origin outside of uh, just being Wonder Woman's sister. Okay. It's been a while since I've watched the show. Um... I'd never watched the first season, though. That I think those are the first only... season? Okay. Either, yeah, because I don't think she appeared when they switched over. I watched I watched the pilot again, and I did not super like the pilot. I actually really like the Kathy Crosby pilot, <laughs> where she's just a stunt lady who kicks ass. Like, that was fine. Um... All right, so what is next week's episode even called? We should Asylum. Asylum. Yeah. Is it about Arkham Asylum? No. Oh. Uh, but what's it called? Um, you were asking about the dude being tortured. Okay. That'll... Okay, cool. And then it'll also be Hank and Dawn, which will be the return right. of Hawk and Dove. So that's a cute think, little... That's their origin episode. Yeah. And then uh, we got two more after that. We got 11 episodes this season. So it was actually good the way we uh, doubled up the premiere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, we will uh, be back with that next week. And don't forget, if you want the... What I really like is I'm pointing at the screen that does not exist over my head showing the images. But if you'd like these as wallpapers, check out the... Also pointing at the URL that is not actually anywhere. Uh, check out the Tumblr. So, boom. <laughs> Enjoy these um, in- incredible copyright infringements. Um, <laughs> and use them wisely. And buy Titans comics. Or probably just donate to, what's that thing called? The Heroes Initiative or something. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, the, the, if you'd like the show at all, collect the uh the there's a 14 volume set so far of uh you know reprints of the Perez and Wolfman run Hero. of Titan. So you know, go out and get the read those. Yeah. You know, if you really want to get into something that's not fucking X Men. People even want to get into X Men anymore. I don't think they do. Um, really? I don't. Thank know. God. I don't. I know, but I don't think... Because when you think about it, why is it every time X-Men, they do a story where they're coming from the future, the future is always the bleakest fucking future 
for mutants. Like nobody ever comes from like a utopia where everybody gets along and shit, <laughs> or the world is just accepted mutants. So it's 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 tacky. It's I don't like it. Sorry. I mean, it's sort of the same thing with what you're saying about either about Gotham City. I think was it last night? Yeah, Gotham City. Yeah. It's always Things garbage. Never improve. You know. Whereas Metropolis goes yeah, from it becomes Metropolis a utopia. Yeah. And it just Metropolis has spots. has spots. Whereas Gotham, at this point, there should be no excuse if you have Batman, Robin, Spoiler, uh, Batgirl, Spoiler, Batgirl, Batgirl, Barbara, uh, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Yeah. Um, Batgirl and, uh, from the future. Um, and who else? Because for a while, I think even Black Canary was in Gotham. Yeah. So I think so. I mean, it's Harley just Quinn. Yep. So whichever yeah. side she's on, <laughs> and it has no effect whatsoever. Like, right? It just like makes Gotham things worse should... because Bruce Wayne's paying supervillains to come in right. there. To that's what Start he's doing shit. with his money. Everybody's like, "Why doesn't Bruce Wayne just end uh, world Prime. hunger or world, something?" Yeah. yeah, and it's like because he spends all of his money creating all these supervillains for him to fight with. <laughs> Bruce Wayne actually is behind the entire DC universe. All of it is funded by Wayne Tech. Yeah, they tricked you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Clark discovers it. Oh no, Lois discovers it, and Bruce kills her. Kills Lois. Yeah. Yep. And then, I think Superman—that's something he's lacking right now. They need to give him a tragedy to make him. I wouldn't say relevant, but. This whole return to greatness with this super family that all gets along type shit. It's kind of, I don't like it. So, <laughs> like, one of the super sons has to die. I think, and this is one of those things that only DC can do because they've done it before, is that what DC needs to do is it just needs to age these characters out to another yeah. universe. Right? You want to do super friends? Fine. Or super family? Fine. Age them out. Let the super sons have adventures on their own. Don't... If you want to have a Superman comic that, like, you're supposed to have the accessible Superman comic, this is what Ultimate Spider-Man always was, right? Like, yeah. I like the Tobey Maguire ones. What can I read? I can read Ultimate Spider-Man. And they never mm -hmm. duplicated that, right? They made sure that X-Men and Fantastic Four ran forever, but they never attracted new readers, right? They were never nope. the accessible point. That's what everybody needs is an Ultimate Spider-Man that remains the accessible point for the current age of an onboarding where then, you know, once every year you do a crisis on infinite Superman and they get to meet the other characters and become yeah. aware of that. But it's also a good ultimate Superman comic, right? Like, and yeah. then they go find those things or they're in the shop and, you know, they browse or you actually have a halfway decent app where they're reading this shit and the suggestions are good and relevant and not fucking garbage. The latest bullshit that DC pulled is to read the best of the back issues. You can't just subscribe to their $10 a month fucking 
streaming comic thing, you have to mm. pay them an extra like hundred dollars for the premium. Like yeah. I wanted to read something and it was like, you need to pay more to get into, it was Titans games. I was just doing a search oh, wow. for Titans to find covers and Titans games is behind the additional paywall. And it's like a big additional paywall. And I'm like, you're you lost the point again. This just went from being the awesome thing with all the streaming comics to the bullshit again. Like, <laughs> I don't know if Marvel's done it lately. I haven't read Tomb of Dracula in a while, but yeah, mm-hmm. they just need to fucking they, DC can do this. And they did this before you've got earth two, you've got earth seven, whatever. Like you just farm them out and you keep somebody in play that can always be the entry. It can always be yeah. where it's your flagship and you can't change the flagship too much from what the brand is in other popular media. And it's just the way it is. Like, because more and more, I'm feeling like mainstream DC. They really need to go back to like the way it was in the 70s or the early to mid 80s. Yeah, and have everything else, like you say, be a, a multiverse type thing. Because yeah. it's there's too much junk right now. <laughs> DC, like, Cop, they they have no placement for half of these characters. Like, there's. Not just the Superman family, but you also have the uh, what Superman from Hong Kong, right? That guy. Yeah, you got Chinese Superman. He deserves. Yeah. Yep. He deserves a place somewhere instead of just showing up every now and then. Yep. You know, that's the dude who writes Monkey Prince. That's the mm. yeah, same guy. Um, yeah. So they just, it's just, they just don't know what the fuck. They never know what the fuck they're doing. They're incredible. They never know what they're doing. And somehow they never hire the people who know what to do. It's just uh-huh. astounding that they've never known what to do. But they seem to know what they to do in the 70s and 80s. So they had their moment, but... And they had a lot of... They were doing, like, just flip through some of the old, like, 80s era DC comics. Everybody was had like a lot of obscure heroes had either a solo series or a limited series just to show that this character was still mm-hmm. around or just to keep them, you know, fresh and or they put them in Justice League or something. But it, it was Secret Origins. More variety. Yeah. Yeah. Secret Origins and shit like that. And Brave and the Bold should always be a, a title. Yep. And you know? it's. If you don't think you can get away with DC Comics Presents, come up with some other thing. Or DC Comics, or or World's Finest was the team up. But no, DC Comics Presents is Batman, or no, is Superman and a guest star. Um, The other one is the Brave and the Bold is Batman and and a guest star. Or really Green Arrow and somebody else, if you want to go back Mm -hmm. to how it started. But these are their, like, and they've even done this. They know these are the properties because there was Batman Brave and the Bold show where he teamed Mm -hmm. up with other fucking heroes. And, like, this is the way of introducing readership to things is, and those are your fucking flagship titles. Those are the ones you put 
you know, the best artists on and things like that, that you make the most yeah. dynamic because what it's doing is, is it's reinforcing your existing brand loyalty, but it's also introducing people to potential new brand things. It's not fucking hard. Like it's really not, they knew how to do this and they just can't <laughs> fucking, I don't get like, it's, they're not the, the books that they're franchising just like wonder woman crashed and burned. Cause from Wonder Woman, you have who, what? Wonder Woman, then they had Yara Floor, then they have uh, Wonder Girl, and they also have Donna Troy, who should have her own book, you know? And every time they try to take off with Wonder Woman, it crashes for some reason, you know? Like, beyond her solo book, anytime they try to spin her off, it doesn't work. They have to figure that out. They gotta yep. figure out, um, because Everything just can't be on Batman. (laughs) No, the really Batman's the easy out. The other frustrating thing about it is, is that DC was the master of making you buy multiple books, right? Like it wasn't like I mean that was really the Marvel thing, right? Like Marvel X Men gave the impression that you had to buy new multiple books a month. Mm -hmm. DC sort of kept it to um only two right like batman only had two interlocked ones but then they would take off with this into the point that like you had five interconnected superman books at one point right like batman had two or three right shadow of the bat was one that oh. they launched after mm-hmm. the during the the Burton movie era with that, like the post Batman 89 type. And so like, this is not a medium that doesn't support having to read multiple books, but somehow you gotta, you gotta make that work for you. Like, so yeah. And I mean, this is, you know, this is the same thing that's going on with the, you know, Marvel MCU fatigue. Um, which either people say isn't true, but I still haven't watched Secret Invasion or Guardians 3 or no. Quantum Mania or uh, I haven't watched Loki. Like, oh, God. So, yeah. Um, I mean, Disney's, Disney's Marvel's Doctor Who. What they really just need to do with that is, is you need to have your, your franchises, right? You have your sub franchise, you have your Avengers, you have your marvels you have your blah you just, the problem is right now you don't have your marvels you you're waiting for your thunderbolts and it's just like they're all thrown off with timing because you can't just hire somebody to do a comic in 14 days right you got to make a fucking movie Shit. but i haven't heard anything about thunderbolts in a minute uh they think centuries in it now um oh. yeah and i'm like why i mean that's fine Damn. but why like it, yeah, no spoilers. Everything's been pushed back. Marvel sort of also does something that makes Thunderbolts even more of a disappointment. So mm. anyway, um, but we'll be back with something else not related to this next week. Oh, uh, yes. What's, what are we watching? Yeah. What's it called? Asylum. Yeah, Asylum Titans episode seven. Seven. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, night, everybody. Later.